Hey, this is Mitch Rose. I'm the lead pastor of City Hills Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope this message encourages you, it inspires you, it challenges you to live your best life. Take a listen. Here's this week's message. I'm in this series called Patterns for a lot of reasons. Um, I, 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 one of the biggest jobs I have as your pastor is to, uh, is to take you on a, a hillside. You know, in the Bible, uh, the word shepherd is the same word when you see a pastor in the New Testament. It's the same word, and uh, it really is one of my jobs to ask the Lord as, as your shepherd, where, where do we go next? You know, what, how can I feed this, you know, God's word to, to your people, and what do they need to know? And this, uh, this particular series has been in my, my spirit for some time now because I realize that it's not what I, uh, that I want my life to be, it's how I order my life that creates the life that you have, right? And I met with people, not you, but people that come to 9 o'clock who believe that everything in life is just random, you know? I just, I, I don't know how we ended up here. I don't know how uh, we got this bad. I don't know how my teenagers got this bad. I don't know where things went wrong. I, I, it's just all random. And we said last week that God is not random. Spirituality is not random. It doesn't just happen to you it's just there's order to it that God is a God of order say amen to that 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 when God shows up and he brings order to chaos and if there's chaos in any area of your life when God shows up to that he brings order to that and last week we ended on uh, the will of God if you weren't here I'd love for you to catch that message on YouTube we ended on knowing God's will Romans 12 says that God's will, you can know it if you're transformed in your mind. There's a transformation that you can have that the patterns of this world, you realize, man, what I've been doing isn't working. I need God's pattern for my life. And when I get God's pattern in my life, it's amazing. My life lines up into the will of God. Say amen to that. And so we landed that way. And I want to teach you today. Would you let me teach you for the next half hour or so, everybody? I want you to open your heart to the teaching of the word. I want to help you today talk about how to break bad patterns and why some patterns aren't working for you. Here's what I know that God knows about you. Write this down if your notes, if you're taking notes today, that destinies, God knows this about you. Destinies are defined by day-to-day decisions. Destinies are defined by day-to-day decisions. Destinies, where you end up in life, where your marriage ends up, where your parenting ends up, where your career ends up, where your spiritual life ends up, where your thought life goes, the destiny, the finality, the end of this thing, the destiny of your life is not determined, listen, by one sermon. I wish it was. I'm a preacher. I have 22 years in vocational ministry. I wish one message could change your life, but it doesn't. I wish one sermon, I wish one series, I wish one time uh, uh, like this. I wish one book, I wish one counseling session. I wish that we, we always sort of want this lightning bolt moment from heaven. Does anybody else know what I'm talking about? I, I was raised in a spirit-filled church and in a, in a very faithful church. And I thank God for our spiritual heritage. Our church is a spirit-filled church. And I thank God for that where you can experience the power of God in a real and a fresh way, but I, I, unfortunately, there were a little bit of bad theology that sort of came with all of that as a kid. And one of them was that man, you could just, as, it didn't really matter how I lived; that I just needed, you know, just that one altar call, and everything, you know, it fixed it all. Now. While I believe that one moment in God's presence could change everything in your life, you got to get up from that moment in God's presence and make some day-to-day decisions that will change your life. 
right? So this message alone isn't enough. You got to take this message. You got to mix it with your faith. And you got to get up tomorrow morning and live a different pattern. Say amen to that. You can't expect to live the same thing you've been living and get a different result. It's the definition of insanity. And some of y'all crazy. Because you've been living the wrong pattern and you can't figure out. I, now I haven't raised teenagers and I don't know where you are, but you haven't figured out what went wrong. You didn't bring your kids to Sunday school from six years old to 16 and you can't figure out why at 16 they're walking away from faith. It wasn't because the destiny of your life was just to have kids that were far from God. It's because you made day-to-day decisions that didn't bring them there. You don't mean to end up in divorce court. You don't mean to end up with things breaking down in a relationship. But if you don't build it on God and you aren't praying together and studying God's word together and serving together. You've made day-to-day decisions that landed you at the destiny that you're in. Are you still with me? God knows. It's not that one thing. It's day-to-day patterns that can be tracked. We want it to be big. We want King David kind of anointing. But King David was shepherd boy David first. It was it was day-to-day with a slingshot in the backyard on Jesse's, uh, uh, in, in his sheepfold. It was, it was working and trying. We want Gideon defeating the Midianites, you know. We want mighty warrior of God. But Gideon said, no, you don't understand. I, I, he was hiding out and hiding from God's calling. God doesn't pick the best. God picks the available. God doesn't just, He doesn't just want you because you got all these gifts and talent. He wants you because you say, God, I don't know what I have, but I'm willing. I, I need my day-to-day life to reflect where I want to go. He doesn't just give us everything at one time. As a matter of fact, when He sent Jesus, God sent the only begotten Son of Heaven. Jesus, the Son of the living God, didn't come as a Savior. He came as a seed. Let me say it better this way. The same God that walked on water had to learn to walk As an infant, when God wanted to send us salvation, He didn't send a a full-grown Savior. He sent a seed, a baby, that grows into a full-grown Savior. Are you with me, everybody? And God will not just, everything in your marriage is better, and everything in your life is better, and everything in your... No, no, no. It's day-to-day, step-by-step, walking in the right direction, and developing the right patterns in my life. That's why David said in Psalms 37 and 23, he said, The steps of good men and women are directed by the Lord. Look at this. And God delights in, everybody shout, each step. Every step that you take, God delights in. God isn't proud of you when you get to the finish line. God's proud of you when you get beyond the starting line. I'm preaching now. I feel my help come today. God isn't proud of you because you got a successful marriage. He's proud of you because you stuck out a bad marriage. God isn't just proud of you because you're a recovering addict. God's proud of you because you got up today and decided not to be bound in addiction today. God isn't just proud of you because you finished the course. God's proud because you got up and started somewhere. You gotta take steps in the right direction. You gotta keep moving in the right direction. Some things in this world just aren't working for us. And Christians, you, believers, followers of Jesus, we gotta decide. This world's way aren't working. Somebody said, well, uh, uh, don't you wanna be, you know, like, no, I don't want what, don't you wanna be normal? No! Normal isn't working in today's culture. 
Normal isn't working. The attitudes and the lethargy and the casualness and the sarcasm and the sniping and the disunity and the fear and the intimidation and the division and the hopelessness and the timidity and all of that's just on Facebook. Y'all got that just scrolling in the bed today. And you think this world is working? It's not working that way. And when it's not working, the old Dakota Indian chief said, the best strategy when riding a dead horse is to dismount. You don't buy new whips to revive a dead horse. You get off of it. You find another pattern. I'm going to calm down. I'm going to calm down for y'all. Really for this side. I feel like this side's wild, but I'm going over here. You can't have bad patterns. Let me say it this way. You can't plant bad seeds and then pray for crop failure. Because whatever you plant, you harvest. Whatever you sow, you reap. And I want you to reap the blessings of God in your life. And the destiny that God has for you. Well, I, I, I'm just, I, we're, I'm, we're working on them. You know, I, I know I'm in a relationship I shouldn't be in. All the single people just look straight at me. I know we're in a relationship. I know we're in a, I know he's not in church. I know he's not a Christian. I know it's not going to work. I know he's not. Well, if you know, why are y'all still together? Tell that joker, God told you it's either him or you. And I'm the voice of God telling you it's either him or God. And you need to get out. God can't give you Prince Charming if you're shacked up with a train wreck. This is good preaching. Y'all may not come back next week, but I'm going to go you both barrels today. You can't have bad patterns and expect the destiny God has you got to get up tomorrow and make different decisions. you got to decide. Nobody, nobody just wakes up a servant leader. You decide to serve other people. Nobody wakes up a good husband. you got to build on it. Nobody wakes up a godly mother. you got to become one. Jesus always didn't have time to, to pray. I, there were crowds everywhere, but the Bible said he had a custom, a habit of leaving the crowds behind to get alone with God. And pray. Paul always had the habit or the custom of gathering with other believers. They had patterns in their lives. And if you're going to leave a past pattern, you're going to have to start at the beginning. There's some fundamentals in your life you're going to have to start over. God has a future for you. God has a destiny for you. God has brightness for you. God has his blessing over your life, but it's not going to happen with what you used to do and how you used to do it. You're going to have to learn how to develop new patterns. Write it down like this in your notes. Successful people do. Successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. Successful people do consistently what everybody else in the world occasionally does. Successful spiritual people don't just pray when they're in trouble. They have a consistent prayer life. They have a consistent fasting life. They're consistently in God's Word. I've heard this to be true. haven't tried it myself. But I've heard that healthy people consistently exercise. <laughs> A consistent diet. Are you with me, everybody? You can't just eat one salad on Fridays and think, I don't understand. This isn't working. <laughs> this, isn't, I, this isn't working. 
You got to consistently have positive speech. You want to get out of depression? You got to consistently choose joy. You got to consistently, you want to you get out of debt? Consistently save. Consistently invest. Consistently serve others. Consistently teach your children. Consistently work hard. Don't just show up some of the time and expect all of the results. Successful people do consistently what everybody else does occasionally. I want you to develop some habits. And I know sometimes it's hard. It was hard for the Apostle Paul. Paul says this in Romans 7. He said, there are time, I don't really understand. I love this about Paul. I, I think Paul's from the deep south uh, of Israel because of the way he writes. And he says, like, I don't even know me. <laughs> I love that. He says, I don't, I don't even understand myself. I want to do what's right, but I don't do it. Instead, the very thing I, I tell everybody I hate, that's what I do. I want to do what's right, and I can't. I want to do what's good, and I don't. I don't want to do what's wrong, and I do it anyway. And then he just says, maybe what you feel today. Man, this is making me miserable. Like this cycle that I'm in. This pattern of bad behavior, and then I feel bad, and then, but I don't change the habit that makes me feel bad, and, and, and I'm miserable. Paul says, I'm a miserable person. Who will free me from this life? I feel like it's dominated by sin and death. And then he answers in verse 25 his own question. He says, thank God. Look at me. Listen to me. The answer to a godly marriage. The answer to a godly husband. The answer to godly parents. The answer is not more counseling. It's not more books. It's not even another sermon. The answer is Jesus Christ, our Lord, my brothers and sisters. you got to build your life on Jesus. Say amen to that. You can't just will yourself into a different life. you got to submit yourself into a different life. You can't just be strong enough. Somebody told me one time, Pastor, I can lay this down. I looked him right in the eye and said, well, then do it. What took you so long? Why have you been a drunk so long? If it's as easy as laying it down, lay it down. Oh, okay. Because you can't. Because you need Jesus. Oh, I can, be, I, I can be a better husband. Well, then be one. Oh, you can't. I need Jesus. I can, I can walk out of this depression. Oh, I, 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 okay. Why haven't you? Because i got to submit it to Jesus. I can stop eating junk food as soon as I finish these chips ahoy. Come on, somebody. The regular ones, not the soft ones. Soft ones are trash. Chips ahoy, somebody. Regular Oreos, not double stuffed. I'm getting anointed. Not double stuffed. Regular Oreos. If you can, then do it. You can't. You need Jesus. I'm going to stop procrastinating. Tomorrow. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and stop. I am going to be, I'm going to, I am going to get on a budget as soon as I get back from Target today. I'm telling you, we're getting on a budget. You don't have the power to do that. So why do we fail? Why don't we succeed? Let me give you three reasons why. I think we don't succeed at changing the patterns of our lives. Number one, if you're taking notes, put this in your notes. The reasons why we fail is that we focus on the what. And we really don't understand the how, right? We focus on what I want. Everybody generally in church today, everybody generally has the same goal. But it's amazing to me, Pete, we have vastly different results, right? 
everybody generally, I want to have a good marriage. I don't think you'd find a single married couple in church. They said, nah, I'm good with sleeping in different beds. Nah, I don't really like her anyway. I, nah. No, everybody wants, everybody wants to, have, to have a good marriage. We all have similar goals, but we don't get there the same way. Everybody wants to be healthy. And everybody wants to be financially free. And everybody wants to enjoy their relationship with God. Everybody wants to have a different relationship. Everybody, every sports team wants to be a, a winner, but it's only the Spurs. I don't know why the Rockets try. It's just the Spurs. Everybody wants to win. Some people do. Well, listen to me. Look at me. If everybody wants it, why doesn't everybody have it? Write this down. This is going, I'm telling you, it's going to help you. It's because goals don't determine success. Systems determine success. If goals were all you needed, everybody would have it. Right? If all you had is, I want, I, I, want to be, I want to have a good marriage. Okay, well, everybody wants that. But goals don't get you there. I, I, I want to have a positive thought life. Okay, well, goals don't get you. I want to be a person of joy. Okay, it's a good goal. But goals don't determine success. Systems do. Doing the right thing consistently. James Clear said, you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. Look around at your life. It's not your aspirations that get you anywhere. It's the systems that you build that you get to your goal. If it was just goals, everybody would be successful. But it's patterns. It's systems. It's what I consistently do. And a lot of times we focus on the what and we don't focus on the how. We focus on, uh, uh, I, I want, man, I want Daniel's faith. I want, I want to defeat the lions in the lion's den. Okay, Daniel got up three times a day and prayed at the exact same time every single day. It wasn't the goal of defeating and standing in the lion's den. It was the system of prayer that got Daniel where he is. Are you with me, everybody? you got to build a system in your life. We think I need to change the results. And you really need to change the system. I need to lose 20 pounds. No. I need to work on making better choices. And the weight loss will come. I need to be more organized. Okay. i got to get up tomorrow and get a calendar. Some of you don't know what a calendar is. It's, it's got squares and you can make appointments. It's crazy. I want to pay off debt. All right. Get up tomorrow and make a plan. Goals aren't enough. Systems are what create. I want to be happier. I want to be full of joy. I want to be blessed financially. I want to have friends. I want to feel less lonely. Okay? You need to change the systems, the patterns of your life, and you'll get the results that you want. Instead of fixing what you do, why don't you fix who you are? And when you fix the daily decisions, the hows of your life, the outcomes fix themselves. Say amen to that. The outcomes fix them. You, if you want to, if you want to get out of depression, now listen. I'm not talking about clinical depression. I'm not talking about. I, I'm understand my heart here. But you want to walk away from depression, anxiety, and fear and worry. You got to focus on positive things. Turn the news off. Get off of social media. Speak positive things. Fill your mind with positive things. It'll be amazing what will happen to your life. Absolutely. Amazing what will happen. You want financial blessing in your life? I don't know how else to tell you this. It will never come in your life if God doesn't own your finances. 
Tithing is directly connected to the blessing of God in my life. He said in Malachi, he'll open the windows of heaven, pour you out so much blessing, you could shake it, push it down as much as you can, and it still overflows in your life. I've met sinners who tithe and are blessed. You know why? Because goals don't determine it. Systems do. And there's a pattern God blesses. God doesn't just bless individual people. He blesses principle and pattern. And the pattern of putting God first gets the blessing of God on my life. Are you still there? I, if, if, you want, if, you want, if you want to develop a prayer life, you don't have to just, God, please give me a prayer life. God, I don't know how. God, I, do, I want a prayer life. It's really simple. Just set an alarm for 5 o'clock in the morning and at 21 days of prayer in August, get to the church. And for 21 days, pray and you'll develop a prayer life. Are you with me? It's just systems. It's just systems. If you want friends, if you want relationships, just show up to church. People leave the church and they say, Pastor, we just didn't make any connections. Well, I noticed you came at the third song and left before the offering. Not (laughs) y'all. Stick around. Get here early. Get on a team. Meet other people. Get in a small group. Serve in a kids' classroom. Have I brought up kids' classroom? Serve in a kids' classroom. Meet other people on the team. It's amazing what will happen. There's a lot of talkers in this service. I promise you, they talk the hind legs off a dog. You get outside out there. Stand around with your arms like this, and Brett Vesey will find you and talk you to death. You're not just going to find friends accidentally. You're going to make systems in your life. You're going to make choices and day to day. You're going to focus on the how. Are you with me, everybody? I got seven minutes and two more things. I shouldn't have told you how many I have. Number two. Some of you are glad there's only three. You're like, did he say three or six? Number two. Number one is we focus on the what, not the how. Number two is we don't see progress fast enough. Right? We fail to change the patterns of our life because we don't see progress fast enough. Well, I walked on the treadmill three times this week. Still gained five pounds. (laughs) Anybody else live my life? Are you with me? Everybody who's not there, you're not 30 yet. You just wait, you little devil. You turn, and then when you turn 40, it doesn't matter. You can just run all you want to, you know. I don't understand. I read my Bible three times this week, and I still cussed at the kids on the way to church today. Just look straight ahead. (laughs) Y'all give it away by nudging each other. I didn't go to Starbucks one time and I only saved $74. Never going to get out of debt. We don't see progress fast enough. And when you don't see progress fast enough, you do two things. Number one, you wrongly conclude that when you make small good decisions, they don't matter. Right? So I prayed three times and I still had a... Okay, okay, I walked on the treadmill and I still gained weight. So you, we start connecting in our minds, well, the small good decision I made didn't matter much. Watch this. But the opposite is also true. You could play video games three hours a day when you get home from work, and because your wife didn't file for divorce, you start thinking that's an acceptable behavior for a grown man. Look straight ahead. Just because she didn't leave doesn't mean that's okay. You skip church one weekend, two weekends, three weekends, four weekends, the whole summer. And it doesn't matter until six months later you look back over your life and you realize, I'm disconnected from God. 
You, 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 you eat half a box of Oreos. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and you, you can't really tell. You sleep a little funny, but you can't really tell. But listen, you make good decisions, small good decisions. You think, well, that didn't happen fast enough. Write this down. We also wrongly conclude that small bad decisions don't matter. Now listen, your life is the sum total of every good and bad decision you'll make. And I want you to decide tomorrow to get up and start, start walking. It. The Bible says the Lord delights in each step. Just start making the right. I'm going to break this pattern day by day by day. I'm going to develop a godly path. I'm going to become a servant leader. I'm going to become a godly husband. I'm going to be the wife that my husband needs. I'm going to be the mother and the parent that our children, the grandparent that my grown children need. You're going to do it by small decisions. Your relationships, your faith, your thought life, your prayer life, your generosity, they will not change overnight. There is no such thing as overnight success. It's day-to-day decisions. You don't boil water all at once. You heat it. 80 degrees, 140 degrees, 205 degrees, 211 degrees, and you still can't boil water. It's step by step till you get to 212. And you will not boil over in the blessings of God in your life overnight. you got to get up tomorrow and make a decision to develop good patterns. Shout amen to that. Somebody come play so they think I'm closing. I know you don't see it, but your life's changing. Galatians 6 and 9 says it like this. Let us not become... Weary in well-doing. Don't become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we'll reap a harvest. Look at this screen. I know it's hard on this right side. Look at this. You'll reap a harvest if you do not give up. My 37 minutes every Sunday is just to look at you in the eyes, open this book, and say, don't give up. Don't give up. Come back next week. Show back up this Wednesday. Stay on the team. Stay together. Go back to counseling. Get back on the treadmill. Save another dollar. Tithe this month. Just don't give up. Honestly, I think the hardest battle I have as a spiritual leader is just to say, don't give up. Here's the third reason that we fail. I think our distorted identity, write this down. Our distorted identity sabotages our success. Our distorted identity sabotages our success. We think wrong about ourselves and then we connect our identity to bad habits and then our bad habits connect to our identity and we end up in this vicious pattern. Write it down like this. An unhealthy identity creates unwise habits and unwise habits reinforce an unhealthy identity. And the cycle continues. Right? An unhealthy identity creates unwise habits. And then those habits say, well, um, you took one drink and you tell yourself, well, I, I knew I was an addict. And then it's the whole case. And now the whole case feeds you into I'm, I'm an addict, so I might as well drink it. Are you with me? It's, it's, it's the one, it's, I stink at handling money and you overspent on the budget one week and then it reinforces I'm terrible with money and then you keep overspending and the cycle continues I'm just not disciplined I'm just not organized 
and you miss one appointment, and, and the enemy tells you, well, that's just who you are. That's not who you are. It's just what you did. But it reinforces, well, that just must be who I am. I'm unorganized. I can't. I'm undisciplined. I'm terrible at praying. I was raised in a broken home. I've told you this many times, but just because you didn't come from faith doesn't mean faith can't come from you. Just because you didn't come from order doesn't mean order can't come from you. I'm preaching right now. You look right in my eyes. Just because you didn't come from functioning families doesn't mean functioning families can't come from you. Just because you didn't come from trust doesn't mean trust can't come from you. Just because you didn't come from discipline doesn't mean discipline can't come out of you. Just because you didn't come from spirituality doesn't mean spiritual things can't come from you. You can break the pattern. Don't just focus on what you do. Focus on who you are. Who do you want to become? I want you to, I want you to write it on a note card. I want you to put it on lipstick on your mirror in the bathroom in the morning. This is who I am, not what I do. I am a man of God. I am a, a godly wife. I am sober and clean. I am a prayer warrior. I am a generous person. I am financially free. I am a servant leader. I am a bold witness for Christ. I am a healthy individual. I am an encourager of other people. I am a bright light in a dark world. Are you with me, everybody? Don't focus on what you do. If you focus on who you are, it'll create some habits. And then you'll start answering, what would a godly husband do right now? And then do that. What would a wise person spend their money on? Do that. What would an encourager say in this moment? Say that. What would a prayer warrior do right now? Do that. No single action is going to change your identity, but you can multiply these actions over time and change how you see yourself. And eventually the pattern starts changing. It's not just one sermon. I wish it was. I wish this was enough. It's not. Matter of fact, the Bible says it's not. Proverbs 23 and 12 says it like this. It says to apply your heart to instruction. Not listen. Apply. Apply your heart to instruction and your ears to words of knowledge. Wisdom is applied knowledge. Right? I want you to be a wise church. I want you to apply. I want you to get up tomorrow and make decisions. Growth doesn't come from learning. Growth comes from doing. From applying what you learn. So wake up tomorrow and be the servant leader God's called you to be. Be the generous person God's called you to be. Be the godly husband and wife. And be the overcomer. Be the disciplined leader. Be the generous heart. Be the encourager in your family. Be the healthy individual. Be the giver, not the taker. Be the prayer warrior. Be faithful. Doesn't matter if you were raised in unfaithfulness. Faithfulness can come from you. Be the one who says, I'm sorry first. Be the one who shows up early and stays late. You just make the decision. Just the, your destiny is determined by day to day, day after day. You'll look up one day and your life is totally different. You're in a completely different place. Unrecognizable from your past. Because you changed the pattern. Bow your heads and close your eyes all over the house. I want to pray for you as we end today. 
But I don't want to pray a general prayer. I want to pray very specifically. So if this message is for you, if you feel like you've developed some bad patterns, you come from some bad patterns, there are patterns in your life that aren't working anymore for you, got you where you didn't mean to go, you ended up in a situation you didn't think it could be this bad, a marriage, a financial situation, maybe just your spiritual life, you feel empty today, disconnected, not really sure how you got there. There's a pattern that, and you're ready to change. That's really what I want to pray for. You're ready to change. You need a new pattern. Would you just be bold with no one looking around and just raise your hand and say, include me in this final prayer. Hands up all over the house. Hands up literally all over the house. Hands up. Hands up. My God, I pray for people, their hands raised to acknowledge, I got here and I don't know how, but I want out. I need some new patterns in my life. Father, I pray for more than just a moment in spiritual time. I know this is a holy moment. God, I pray the presence of God would sweep into the room. But I pray it would give them boldness to make changes. Holy Spirit, I pray you would empower them to do what you've called them to do. To, to change their minds. And by changing their minds, they change their lives. That they make different decisions, different habits. Their identity begins to change. Because their habits began to change. And suddenly the pattern that spiraled them out of control and into chaos is the same exact tool, a pattern, that brings things into order. Brings their marriage to health again. Brings their physical life health. Their emotional life, their mental life. Brings them joy again where depression has reigned. Brings them peace again where anxiety has ruled. Brings them faith again where distrust has taken hold. Brings them closer to God, not further from God. Grows godly marriages, incredible couples, forgiving wives, understanding mothers, serving leaders, creative and passionate for the things of God. Father, I pray for everybody in the room today. Come on, if you need this, just receive it. Open your hands and receive it. God, I pray for everybody in the room today that there'd be a discipline about them. There'd be some new habits formed. There'd be some things changed, some patterns that change. There'd be some evaluation in the room today, some repentance. God, I'm sorry for the way I did it and the way I lived it. But I'm ready to change all that. I got some new stuff. I got some new ways. I can get up early. I can do better. I can talk differently. I can control my thoughts. I can control my impulses. I can. I, I am a man of faith. I am a woman of God. We are people of prayer. I pray give them that boldness today. Let us settle in the room. Now put your hands down. If you've never given your heart to Jesus, I want to give you a chance today to come home. If you know you're far from God, you know you need God to save you today. Right where you are, you can have a life-changing moment. And just like every other pattern, it happens supernaturally. But it starts with a very practical decision to just give your heart to Jesus, to surrender your whole life, to say, okay, God, I'm done fighting and I'm done trying to do it on my own. God, I've tried to save me and fix me. I'm going to go to Jesus. If that's you, you need to pray this prayer. I can't pray it for you, but I can pray it with you. As a matter of fact, our whole church will pray it with you. You say it from the depths of your soul. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for the cross. 
I believe you died for my sins. I believe God raised you from the dead. Here's the part that matters the most. You tell him, so I give you my whole life. I repent of my sins. I leave behind that old life, that old way of thinking, that old way of doing, those old patterns, those broken cycles. And I come to Jesus. I give you my life. I give you my past. I give you my future. I give you my hopes and dreams. Save me today and be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. And everybody shouted amen. Thank you for joining us today. And a special thanks to those of you who give generously to this ministry. You know, it's because of you that we're able not only to bring this message to you, but we're able to offer hope and life to the San Antonio Hill Country and beyond. So if you'd like to give today, you can visit cityhillstx.com right now. And if this message blessed you, why don't you click subscribe or share this message with your friends uh, on your socials. I pray it's a blessing to others in your world. Thanks again for listening today. God bless you.